Hi everyone, I'm Lee Stabert, Editor-in-Chief of Keystone Edge, and this is Key Change. And I'm recording this from a sunny and spring-like Philadelphia. (laughs) 2020 was full of unexpected challenges, both here in PA and across the globe. In this monthly podcast series, we're talking about how the state's businesses, community leaders, and creatives adapted, finding new ways to connect with their customers and their communities. We're also looking forward into an increasingly hopeful 2021. With this next guest, it's impossible to delve into the last year without invoking a roller coaster. I think we've all been riding an emotional one and might be itching to scream ourselves silly on a real one. Enter Waldemere Park and Waterworld, a 125-year-old amusement park on the shores of Lake Erie. Let's hear more about how this local institution, which, parents take note, offers free admission and free parking, <laughs> leaned into all the twists and turns 2020 had to offer, and how they're feeling going into the 2021 season. My name is Brian Gorman. I work at Waldemere Park and Waterworld in Erie, Pennsylvania, and I am the Vice President of Operations. And how did you end up in that position? I'm the third generation that's working at the park. My grandfather is the CEO, and I work here with my grandparents, my parents, and myself. So take me back to March 2020, which at this point was exactly a year ago. I'm assuming you guys are gearing up for the season, trying to get everything in order. Can you just talk a little bit about your experience and the park's experience with the arrival of COVID, when you knew it was serious, and when you guys had to start changing your plans? I think we all started hearing about it um, as like an international story in February. And at that time, I don't myself didn't pay much attention to it. At the park, we were already starting our hiring process for seasonal workers. We had two capital projects that we were attempting to complete before the end of our fiscal year in April. We do a lot of winter maintenance, so we had to put a lot of things back together when March hit. And it kind of all happened at once, I feel like. You know, the news story it was turning into a pandemic, and then all of a sudden uh, the state was shut down, and we actually had to furlough all of our employees including myself for a week just to wrap our heads around what was actually happening in some ways you guys are in an enviable position because most of the things people are doing at the park are outside correct yes that was our thought as well it took a a month or even longer to understand what was going on but after you know, the country or the state kind of wrapped their head around what was happening. We felt, like you said, we were in a good position as being an outdoor venue. The way the state reopened with the color-coded reopening plan by county, it seemed like we were one of the last counties to leave the yellow phase. And we were uncertain about amusement parks in general across the country. Many amusement parks that we have relations with weren't able to open even some you know in new york and um california that we uh are friends with haven't opened at all so it was a huge push with our industry to try to let the public and government know that we are a safe venue we are able to operate safely what were some of the mitigation efforts you guys did last summer to try to make people feel safe and be safe We are members of Pennsylvania Amusement Parks and Attractions. It's a state organization of manufacturers, uh, amusement parks like ourselves, and other entertainment facilities. And our our first 
push through that organization just as a bigger voice in the state was to create our safe play guidelines. So things such as social distancing, sanitizing rides and attractions between ride cycles, increasing sanitation efforts in restrooms and high touch points, face masks and barriers. A lot of amusement parks switched or pushed more for online ticket sales or touchless sales, as well as capacity restrictions in order to make sure that you know, the public and government entities knew that we were serious about and have, and are always serious about keeping our employees and guests as safe as possible while they enjoyed our parks. So what did last summer feel like at the park? As someone who grew up there, did it feel like a summer unlike any other or did it at moments feel pretty normal? I'd say it, it felt fairly normal. Obviously, we didn't see the attendance that we normally saw. We probably saw about 25 to 30% of what our 2019 season was. So it was very light in terms of attendance. But I mean, it was still summer. It was still warm. We had a great season um, in terms of weather. I think most people understood the situation and knew knew what they were getting to and, and honestly needed a release and entertainment outside of their home, which we were glad we could provide obviously this time last year was a time of a lot of uncertainty and I now personally feel a lot of uncertainty when I look forward to the summer and what it's going to feel like you know how normal are things going to feel how is vaccination going to change things how's weather going to change things how do you guys go about the process of planning for something that still has so much built-in uncertainty um going back to 2020 I'm not going to say this was a blessing to open July 3rd, obviously we lost almost two months of operation, but it was a benefit to open at that time after other businesses had opened and saw how people reacted or went out into the world after our lockdown. That was a a kind of silver lining. So going into 2021, I agree there's still uncertainty, but it feels more concrete as to what we need to do. I mean, we did it last year and things have only gotten better whether or not they've been better by a lot or a little, or if they're going quick enough, I'm not sure. We know what we have to do in order to stay safe. When do you guys plan on opening for 2021? So typically we open the last weekend in April for our season pass holders, and then we open weekends in May. This season, we will have our season pass holder weekends the first two weekends in May, and then we'll be open weekends in May until Memorial Day. Then we'll go to like a a six-day-a-week schedule, which is unusual for us. We usually do a a seven-day-a-week. So we'll be closed Wednesdays. Again, we're just trying to save on expenses where we can. If the weather holds, I I think people are ready to attempt to, to get back to normal safely again. I am, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> this winter has been long, long, long. Yeah. Um, so lastly, I just we haven't really gotten into just the park and why it's a cool place to visit and why it's a piece of Pennsylvania history and why people who live in Pennsylvania should put this on their itinerary. Waldemere is 125 years uh, old this year. It began as a trolley park in 1896, a local trolley company had its last stop at Waldemere and allowed people from the city to enjoy the beach. We're right on the the beaches of Lake Erie next to a state park. Um, 
Presque Isle. So we have a great location. From 1896, as a trolley park, it just kind of grew slowly with attractions. And in the 70s, my grandfather was took over the park. He had been working here since he was 11. He's 87 this year. There's a lot of historic charm where we have free admission and free parking, um, which is pretty rare in the amusement industry. We like to consider ourselves a family park so that you know, people, parents, grandparents can come with their kids, not have to pay anything in order to watch their kids enjoy the park. Personal question. What is your favorite thing in the park? Place, ride, spot to watch the world go by? It's funny when people ask me what my favorite ride is, I, I'd like to tell them that I'm not really a, a ride person. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll do them. I don't like spinning rides. I don't really like things that um, go up really high. I'll ride roller coasters, but the ones that I enjoy most are, you know, the, the sky ride where you can watch the park from above and it's a little bit quieter up there and just get a view of all the people that are enjoying themselves. It's not really a place that's my favorite. It's honestly walking on the midway when I don't have anything calling for my attention and watching people enjoy themselves. It's one of the greatest feelings to to see that. Any favorite things to eat in the park? Oh my gosh, fair food. You can't get fair food anywhere else but in amusement park. We have great natural french fries, natural cut french fries, which I think are something that I indulged in too much in the summer. Luckily, I'm walking around a lot. Last year, people missed out. We, we had to put capacity limits on our attendance and people that were used to walking into our park for free and just eating an ice cream cone or a funnel cake and sitting on a park bench weren't able to do that last year. So I'm uh, looking forward to the day where we're able to do that again for those people that, that like to do just what I like to do, you know, sit on a park bench and enjoy the atmosphere. Is there anything else that you want to share? You know, Erie is tucked into northwest corner of Pennsylvania, and I feel like sometimes we're a little bit forgotten up here, so far away from the capital or Philadelphia, a large metropolis. I think we have a great county, great city. There's a lot of natural beauty to it, and there's a lot of great businesses, and the local community is wonderful. Waldemere is uh, cherished in the community, and I think it should be something that people should visit in our counties. That's it for our fifth installment of Key Change. The birds are chirping, spring is here, and as I think I've mentioned a couple times, we're feeling a little hopeful. <laughs> so if you know of or run a PA business or organization that should be featured in this podcast series, visit our website and tell us all about it. Until next time.